Hey, what's up, everybody? It's just just a no fucks giving the hip hop professor. It's just me on the on the, on the way tonight. Um, you know, in light of uh everything that's been going on, I really felt the need to record and um and get with y'all. I'm trying to get this window closed. Window is hard as hell. I thought I could do that on the sneak while talking. Yo, you, does that ever happen to you? Like, you be on the phone or something, and you, like, try to do something just really, like, regular, casual, and all of a sudden it becomes the ultimate feat. You know what I mean? Like, you talking to your mother or, uh, like, shorty on the phone, you try to open a drawer, and that shit is stuck as hell. You trying to be smooth just talking, but meanwhile, you uh, trying to... Keep the thing out. You know what I mean? So that's how that's how, that's how I be sometimes, you know? Well, that just happened to me. <sighs> so yeah, guys. I was supposed to record uh, yesterday, man, but I think just a little uh taking back with all the events going on and other life and other life advantages, man. We weren't able to get it in as we had planned to, man. And that is something that I apologize to you guys. We are trying to get a little bit more consistent with that, man. But, you know, doing a podcast, man, is a lot like making music, you know what I mean? Especially when it, come, it comes down to trying to get into the studio and record and do stuff together. It just, sometimes the flow, man. But uh, it works out in the end because, like I said, I believe the last episode was amazing. Um, I did leave you guys with a teaser, and I did say that we were going to do an episode where we address simping. Yes. But, unfortunately, the world is going back crazy, and I think I'd rather address that, you know? Um, so, I don't know. And maybe for some of my international listeners, man, shout out to, you know what? Let me open up my laptop, actually, man, and let's take a scroll at some of the many nations of men around the world that support No Fucks Given. And are tuned in. All right. We also going to take a look at CNN. Um, I don't really encourage watching the news, but you got to check every now and then and see what kind of fuckery is going on. You know? Yeah, that's uh, that's what it is, B. Um, another thing I hate. Random. I'm just going to talk about things I hate for a little bit. Um, you ever, like, save the logins on your computers, man, and... Then when you want to log in for something else, you can't remember that shit for nothing. That shit's annoying, ain't it? Damn. All right, well. That's why I recommend using two browsers. I use one browser for, um... Oh, while I got y'all on the horn, yo, I've been checking out my own. I just logged into the numbers. I'm really excited to share this. All time, No Fucks Given has been played 1,163 times. Y'all, if you could see me right now, you would see tears. I am so overjoyed. It means the world to me that so many of you tune in and listen to me. I also want to uh, acknowledge the geographic locations. You know, our main focus is still the United States of America. As fucked up as things are here, you are my biggest fan base. And for that, I'm grateful. Behind the United States of America, we got France, then Ireland, Followed by Mexico, Canada, Nigeria, Puerto Rico, Germany, United Kingdom, Russia, and all shit. All shit. We have finally touched into the Asian market. We have gotten to Japan. 
What's up, y'all? Yo, shout out to the whole world. This is Just the Hip Hop Professor. Y'all, I just want to say thank y'all for tuning in. I hope you enjoy what you listening into. I know sometimes what I'm saying, you may not be feeling it, but it was real and it needed to be said. You know what I mean? Thank y'all for listening. It, it means a lot. It really does. Um, and while I got you on the air right now and, and I got your attention, I really want y'all to engage us more too. You know what I'm saying? You can always catch me on social media. My Twitter handle is going to be at just no full given. You know what I'm saying? Just like the show, no full given. Just put just in front of it. You know you got the uh, the right page when you see just the hip hop professor drinking out of a mason jar. All right. And you'll also see a graphic for one of our past episodes of Fidel Castro and Malcolm X. All right. So, yeah, man, I'm really excited about that, though, yo. Like, I just I just can't believe it, man. You guys are really, you guys are really, y'all really fuck with us, man. Y'all really fuck with us, man. So, you know, I know I, I uh, we got some rough shit to talk about today, but I want to start off with some good news, you know what I mean? It's um, it's awesome to hear so people I mean, are listening like that. Wait a minute. MSNBC, Simon & Schuster, after witnessing the disturbing deadly insurrection that took place on Wednesday in Washington, D.C., has decided to cancel the publication of Senator Josh Hawley's forthcoming book. Hmm. Whatever. Anyway, man. So remember how like every time there was a um a demonstration for, you know, cops killing black people or you know, or any other racial injustice in this country and you know, it seemed like every time we uh, we brought this stuff up you know, they always wanted to make a big deal about how we're acting and, you know, maybe we should be, um, this ain't the way. Remember how there was so much, you know, disarray about Colin Kaepernick um, kneeling and disrespecting the flag and how we have to, you know, you know, respect this country and respect the process. Remember how there was so much... You know, discussion about how, like, these mongrels, these thugs were in the streets, you know, fighting back, fighting with police. When, remember, it was the police that usually set off all the uh, all the riots. But maybe I'm jumping too, maybe I'm jumping the gun too, too fast, you know. Hmm. Remember, uh, damn. I mean, damn. And then there's the police thing, right? Remember how every time the police pop somebody, they tell you that, um, you know, if they just follow instructions, they'll survive. You know what I mean? But police ain't here trying to trying to get home to their families. Remember that part? Remember how whenever there are peaceful protesters, we've seen police coming with all kind of paramilitary gear. You know what I'm saying? Looking like Rambo and shit. Remember that? I don't know about you guys, but but the last 10, 15 years must have flashed before my eyes yesterday when rioters breached the U.S. Capitol security on Wednesday. They fucking took the Capitol, guys. They took that shit. I mean, if you've seen the pictures of it, it's amazing. And for my international folks, could you just imagine people coming off the street and taking and taking the uh, the, your capital, your kingdom, your leadership of the whole nation? You, You know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. Uh, and I'm and I'm really trying to keep it as PG as possible because trust me, that's not how I really really feel. It just 
You know what it was for me? It just confirmed white supremacy, white privilege, and that the law enforcement is in the cahoots with it, you know? You know, I told somebody yesterday, um, you really can't be disappointed in the police. Have you ever tried to cut your own hand off? It's really hard to do. You know, it's, it's like impossible. I mean, think about it. As soon as you put that blade to your hand, first of all, you're going to be really nervous. You know, the cold steel to your own flesh. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? I, for one, don't even like a paper cut. So I couldn't imagine digging in. You know what I'm saying? And, and as you dig in, that sensation, I could just imagine it's going to be unbearable that unless you don't have, unless you are got some killer focus or some intense mental issues, you're going to stop because you're not going to be able to do it. You can't. And that is why yesterday, I believe, when they stormed the Capitol building, why it was so hard for them to respond. It wasn't like there were black people, you know, that they hate and you don't care about. It's easy to turn, you know, you know, water hoses, dogs, police, billy clubs, you name it, tanks, anything on them. You don't give a fuck about them. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it's easy to do that. But to your fellow man, your brother, sometimes brother in arms, someone you really care about. Oh, man. Even if they're wrong, it's just hard to do anything about that. It's hard to stop them, you know? And yesterday was that reminder for us all that, yes, this is America. Okay? A-M-E-R-I. Drop that fucking C and make sure you include the three Ks. Because they took over that White House yesterday. or the I'm sorry, the Capitol building yesterday. They took that shit over. All right? That's theirs. Okay? Storm the Hall of Congress. You know, I'm looking at some of the photos. This shit is just wild, B. It looks like something out of a dream, you know? A nightmare, I mean, a dream. DC National Guard finally got busy that night. But, I mean, you're seeing pictures of, like, law enforcement officers pointing their guns at a door that was vandalized in the house chamber after the Capitol was breached. Bro, how these guys get their job? They're supposed to be the best. I'm seeing guys, a riot hangs from a balcony in the Senate chamber. What the fuck? Trump supporters covered their face that the tear gas was fired in front of the Capitol. Too late, huh? I'm seeing a Confederate flag. Holy shit. A Trump supporter carries a Confederate battle flag in the Capitol rotunda. During the Civil War, the, close, the closest any insurgent carrying a Confederate flag ever came to the Capitol was about six miles during the Battle of Fort Stevens in 1864. Do you guys hear me? But nah, fuck that. The Confederate rose and they won, and they won yesterday. They breached the halls. Damn, America. Damn. U.S. Rep. Jason Crow comforts U.S. Republican Susan Weil while taking cover in the House chamber on Wednesday on the floor. Wow. Richard Beagle Barnett, the leader of a pro-gun rights group in Gravit, Arkansas, sits at the officer of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Later, Sherman reports an envelope that he said he took from Pelosi's desk. Hmm. Bro, they trashed it. Paper on the chairs, literally the House chamber after it was evacuated. This is crazy. Staffers evacuate the Capitol. 
This black girl's kind of cute. Um, congressional staffers put up a barricade inside the Capitol. Yo, that's crazy. You know what this reminded me of? Oh, yo, who is this dude? What is this guy's name? One of the most recognizable figures in the crowd was a man in his 30s with a painted face, fur hat, helmet with horns. The protester, Jake Angel, known by his followers as Cannon Shaman, quickly became a symbol of the bizarre and frightening spectacle in recent months. Angel's been a regular presence at pro-Trump protests in Arizona, including demonstrators outside of the Maricopa County Voting Center. Man, this shit's crazy. But, yo, I'm trying to think, was it Fargo? Like, how many movies did this shit look like? Um, is, is Fargo the one where they have to, um, where they have to kind of sneak them out the country? It's not Fargo. What is it, man? Well, anyway, it definitely looked like Iraq, Afghanistan, you name it. All those countries, man. I mean, shit was crazy. Like just seeing them, like like that. It looked like what happened when we, when they when America used to go in foreign countries and and take out um, foreign governments. You know what I mean? Like that shit looked like we just took out Saddam or something. It's crazy. Capitol police detained rioters outside of the house chamber when they finally retook it. Like the falling of yo, history's gonna look at this shit crazy. This is definitely like the fall of the of the of grace. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, damn, is the end near? This shit looks pretty bad. Trump supporters, like, look, you look at these pictures, man. I mean, shit. Seeing members of Congress duck for cover. Okay, got the SWAT team in there, man. I mean, bro, this is bad. <sighs> team Trump, and you know, and they killed four people, man. You know, that's another thing, you know, when the uh, when Black Lives Matter and all these groups were like protesting, they were protesting to be treated fairly because people, you know, people lost lives. These guys are protesting because they lost an election and uh, and they took it to a whole nother level. G. A rider sitting at the Senate chamber. This shit just look crazy. I can only imagine what the. Uh, potential um what potentially could occur at the inauguration i'm definitely not going and i hope no one else does either because it's gonna be kind of crazy damn man look at i'm just i'm sorry i keep getting quiet but i don't i'm running out of things to say and i'm looking at these photos how bad you know what the irony is there's a photo of seeing trump supporters climb a wall uh <laughs> Outside the Capitol to breach the building, but they wanted a wall to keep people out of America, and they just—I mean, God damn, these people are so stupid. Um, but you know what else? I think it makes them this picture of them climbing a wall so ir- so ironic is that through the last four years, I would say through the last ten years, man, because even during Obama's uh, term, this shit was happening. You know, this country has put up such a wall. You know, making it right, left, whatever. You know what I mean? And at this point, on one side of that wall, their house is burning down. And now, they don't know what to do. And they want to take the wall down now and spread that carnage with everybody because their shit's in shambles. That's what I really believe is going on here. 
These photos look insane, man. A Trump supporter dresses the Capitol Police in the hallway outside of the Senate chamber. Look like he's saying, shoot me, you ain't gonna do shit. And he's probably right, because you white, he ain't gonna do shit. But if it was me, they would've blown my cat back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it shit, that's another reason why we didn't record yesterday, man. Um, the level of frustration, I just, I didn't want to put that those kind of words out there. But I mean, one of the things that got me so sick was when, when looking at all these pictures of like white folks just going bash it crazy like that and shout out to the two or three black people that were um there as well you know how i just was able to shout you out so will the uh federal agents and things and you best believe your black ass will be privileged right along with your friends when you go to jail too okay um but yeah if that was us they would have mowed us down like fucking dogs in the street no excuse me was one of my friends shout out to my boy b you're correct they wouldn't do dogs that way because we know black well you know Americans love dogs more than they love black people. Mm-hmm. That's why in Roots, they called his ass Toby. Toby's a fucking dog's name. People bring a ladder to help them break the Capitol. Wow, look at this shit. I mean, damn. Bro, this looks like... You look, in, you look at any of them pictures of the Berlin Wall, the, you know, the disturbances and... In Russia, even the shit that was happening in China, it's here now, man. Just take care of your family, man, and do what you can to make sure that we navigate through these times safely, man. But I'm going to tell you something else that I found out today that's disturbing. It's not being reported on your local news. They're just telling you about what's happening in D.C. But there have been a serious increase and violent attacks by white groups in the South. Okay, I heard today that uh, that um, I've, I don't know if anything officially happened in the Raleigh Durham area, but I do know oh, there are towns in, in North Carolina where black people are being accosted. I'm talking about being pulled from their cars, being jacked up. All right. Um, I'm not trying to be some crazy conspiracy theorist, but you know what? It's our God-given right. And I believe one of the reasons why police are scared of white men in these groups is because they know that if you shoot, they will shoot back. You know, I was watching a, a document, uh, one of them TV shows on Netflix called um, Manhunt, you know, and it was about the Oklahoma, not the Oklahoma, about the Atlanta, you know, Olympic Park bomber. And how, you know, the FBI had gotten at odds with this um, with this paramilitary group, man, that was living in the mountains in North Carolina. And the thing about it was, yo, they had a whole military outpost for them. And they just a regular American citizens. And you know what? When them cops, anyone else came down, they already knew what time was. Like, yo, you fuck with us? We gonna bring the heat too. You know what I'm saying? We'll die for hours. And, you know, I look back and I see them and I'm like, you know, hillbillies and shit or whatever y'all want to call themselves. They're like the niggers of white people. You know what I mean? Like white people don't like them. But what I realize is, but they stick to their shit. Some of it is ignorant. Some of it is crazy, but they stick to this and they'll die for it. Black people would have to learn to get that kind of un un unity. You know what I'm saying? We're too easily broken. You know what I mean? Some of y'all, like, I don't fuck with you no more just right now because I've Cause you're uh joining a you're you're honoring whiteness, which I'm not, by the way. I'm proud to be black. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying the hoods need to unite. The same way hillbillies and shit can unite and put their differences together, we can do the same thing. 
Could you imagine if every hood in New York City, Bloods, Crips, all the gangs, you know what I'm saying? They had some kind of some kind of agreement and they protected them streets with weapons and the police knew that you come on any block. Um, just know that before you leave that block, you're going to have to make sure that what you did was copacetic with the with the um, with the neighborhood's protectors. If not, you're not coming home to see your kids or some of your family going to come up missing. You know, um, that's kind of the mentality that these that these people have put into the government. You know what I'm saying? And into like the police and things like that. So they have respect there. You know what I mean? And it's not about trying to go out there and hurt people. It's about, yo, you're not going to hurt mine because I'll hurt yours. And we've never, well, I'm not going to say never, but in recent years, we've just failed to um, to deliver on that, you know? Um, I feel like it's far too much just crying and waiting for people to do right by you. And I, I don't think that's a way to ever get anything truly done. You know what I'm saying? I think we've seen it. We've seen it too many times. If you want something done, you have to take it. That's what this country is built on. And as you saw yesterday, that's the only thing it respects. You know? Y'all could have had your... You saw how quickly them cops put the tanks and everything out when people out there peacefully protesting over the summer. You know what I mean? Over a man being violently... Yo, they did... <laughs> I don't even want to say the name because I don't want to get too angry. But you, I could just say fill in the blank. They did so-and-so so dirty for a routine stop, selling cigarettes, selling bootleg CDs, questioning, whatever. Harder than they did people that were really about to kill them. You know what I mean? Like those guys last you know, Wednesday were nothing but thugs, killers, you know what I mean? Lunatics, you know, fin- you know political fanatics. Nothing positive, man. And and they gave them all the benefit of the doubt in the world, you know. I got pulled over by a cop um, earlier today, as a matter of fact. Um, first time getting pulled over in COVID. Um, needless to tell you, I was nervous. I was on my way to work, you know what I'm saying. And I was I just ran the light because I thought that I would get it, and I thought that he might let me slide. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, when I had um. You know, I got pulled over, man. Yo, I was shaking crazy as shit still. And then I'm thinking like, fuck. All you can see is my eyes. Whenever I get pulled over, I always give, I keep my old military ID on me, even though it's expired. Just because I feel like, you know what I'm saying? If they're really patriotic and they really care, you know, they just might think like, hey, you know, I mean, I got a clean record. I ain't, you know, I ain't, I ain't no criminal or nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to. Get to work on time to get my pennies, get my coins in, you know? So, you know, and I tell him, he's, I said, listen, I know if my voice sounds a little nervous, it's only because, you know, I'm trying to get to work. I don't want to be late. Um, Whatever, man. And, you know, he ran my, uh, you know, he ran, he did, he did, he, I know he did his job. He ran, trying to look for something. Ain't nothing going to be found, bro. But um, he came back, he let me off with a warning and told me, you know what I'm saying? Please be safe, be careful. And, you know, all that. And I told him, you know, thank you. Thank you so much. And you be safe too, bro. I think it was a brother. Um, so I'm going to take it that the brother looked out. We need more brothers in uniform. Um, we need more real men in uniform, um, especially in D.C. It was clear yesterday that they don't have any. Um, bunch of bitches over there. Craziness, boy. Let me tell you.
Oh man. Definitely uh to all my uh to all my real cops out there across the country, man, maybe you should transfer to DC. We need to protect the capital. Those people are kill- clearly ain't safe. <laughs> or maybe the real cops were the ones that were storming the building, right? <laughs> and that's why they couldn't um respond because again, you know what I'm saying? You're not gonna you ain't gonna get your mans. You ain't gonna do your mans like that. And she crazy, baby. It's crazy. You know? But, uh, man, I'm still looking at these photos. Yo, Trump supporters was, like, ripping the police barricades. I mean, what's the excuse? And they still certified the ballots last night. So, yo, there's a picture of Donald Trump putting putting the fist up. I know these niggas not trying to take... The black power fist and use it for their white race politics. Damn. Yo, the box that they carry the electoral college ballots in is official. I want one. <laughs> I don't know why. I just want a box like that. Shit looks really nice. <sighs> so, yeah, man, off that, man. Um,. Yo, are y'all getting the COVID vaccine? I don't plan on doing that, but I still plan on practicing social distancing and being as safe as possible. Just don't think I'm going to get the vaccine. Sorry. Thanks, but no thanks. I also don't get the flu shot, and I'd have never got the flu. Well, at least not in a really, really long time. So, you know, to switch up to something more positive, um... NFL football, the playoffs are starting this coming weekend. Really, really dope. I'm, uh, you know, I think it's easy to say the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win it all because they do look amazing. But I'm going to um, make a statement here and just go out. Um, shout out to Griselda. Um, I think Griselda's wave is going to is gonna um, click over to the NFL. And I got a feeling the Buffalo Bills is about to be going crazy, bro. I think the Buffalo Bills is about to do it. If there's a team that I think can upset Kansas City, I think it's Buffalo. You know? Um I also think that uh that Lamar Jackson has got something to prove. I don't think he has to prove it yet. Like if he doesn't win, this doesn't make him a, a bust or anything. I think the dude is still amazing, but I definitely think that uh his playoff record, you know, he's 0-2. I'm I'm sorry, I'm kind of jumping around. That's why I like having a co-host with me uh, to kind of keep me on. But Lamar Jackson, if you don't know, for my international listeners, Lamar Jackson is a black quarterback. Black quarterbacks are the way to win now with the NFL. Um, The white boys just ain't cutting it like they used to, except for (laughs) Josh Allen. He's one of them, brother. He's one of them white boys that got sold, you know what I mean? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, but so Lamar Jackson, man, is doing amazing stuff. Quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. The dude is just amazing on the field, but he ain't got no playoff wins. Kind of like the Dallas Cowboys, you know? He does amazing stuff, but uh, when are you going to make the wins when they matter, you know? So they, they were talking about it this year. He's got a lot on the line because he's about to go into a contract year. And don't worry, they're going to pay him regardless. But um, how fitting would it be to go into a playoff, to go into a contract year, uh, with your with a super with a play with playoff wins under your belt finally, 
and and just getting it off, you know, getting that off your off your back. But they also they also all brought up that remember, Lamar Jackson's only twenty four years old. He's already uh one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. He's only twenty four. I think they said Peyton Manning didn't win his first Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, did he get his first playoff victory until he was like twenty seven? Um, so he's already still way ahead of a lot of legends in that regard. Other news while talking about sports. Um, uh, let's see. Deshaun Watson looks like he doesn't want to play for the Houston Texans anymore. You know, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson, I would love to see him come to the New York Giants. You know, Deshaun, you should demand that. We could trade Daniel Jones and possibly a picker to, you know, to Houston um, for you, for your services. Um, Daniel Jones is a serviceable quarterback, but I don't think he's the, I don't know if he's the guy to get it done for New York. He could, possibly. Sorry about that. Maybe he could be a good fix for fixed for the Texans. Maybe it'd be a good change for him. And it could, New York could be a great place for you. Could you imagine Deshaun Watson, Saquon Barkley? We're building a great offensive line. You know, we got some we got some pretty good receivers already. And, you know, you can always pick up another one along the way. It could be a good fit, man. I love it. And I would love to see the Giants finally embrace a black quarterback. Oh, man, I think that'd be so dope. Finally, a new era in the New York Giants could finally officially commence, you know. Since we haven't been victorious since the Eli era, now we can start the Deshaun Watson era, you know. That would be just dope. Let me dream. While I'm dreaming, um, and I'm talking about New York, let's give a big shout-out to the New York Knicks, who are right now 5-3. and three. They have a better record than the Brooklyn Nets. It's probably the only time I'll get to say this, you know, so I'm going to say it. Go New York, go New York, go. You know, the New York Knicks are right now fifth in the Eastern Conference. The Nets are seventh. Um, I'm pretty sure this won't last for the month of January, but hey, I just wanted to acknowledge it. You know, um, despite COVID and all the limitations it's put, I think we're seeing amazing sports. Like, I'm not going to say it's the best ever, but God, man, it's some pretty good stuff. You know, um, the Philadelphia 76ers are 7-2. and two. Joel Embiid is looking amazing. Um, Orlando Magic are 6-2. and two. Gotar Hill, shout out to Cole Anthony, man. I told y'all he was going to be cold, and he will. Cold, cold. That's what I'm going to call him. Cold, cold Anthony, boy. Um, who else is surprising? Cleveland Cavaliers are 5-4. and four. They are the eighth seed right now. Now, between Cleveland and the New York Knicks, I do think, unfortunately, at some point, that may wither. I also don't think the Orlando Magic are going um, to, you know, maintain that either. Because, you know, I, I got to tell you, um, Atlanta is sitting there at nine. They're definitely going to get it together, and they'll be a playoff team this year. The Miami Heat, the returning Eastern Conference French Channel champions, they'll get themselves back in it. I also um, believe there's a potential for... Mm-hmm. Maybe Charlotte. Maybe not, though. You know, Charlotte's doing some good stuff with uh, LaMelo Ball. You know, real impressed. Real impressed with that. 
you know, LaMelo Ball, the younger brother of uh, Lonzo Ball. I remember when I used to watch Ball and the Family. And I was hearing what, uh, what Ball was, you know, and that's the first time I saw LaMelo Ball as a kid, man, when he was, when he made the decision not to go, um, not to go to college and started playing ball overseas. You know, I knew um, he was going to be better than Leangelo, and I figured he would eventually be better than Lonzo. I can tell you, man, I can't wait to see them play head-to-head. That's going to be so dope. And it'll probably be a great matchup for years to come. Another thing I want to acknowledge, man, is, yo, shout-out to CP3, man, the point guard. Seriously. CP3 and John Stockton are like, when I think of point guards, um, and listen, I'm not saying that there are not other great point guards, all right? I hate when you guys do this. You know, you guys get so damn sensitive whenever somebody gives someone a compliment that y'all got to think about every other person. That, that's, that's you know, that's great. I'm not saying they're not. There have been many great point guards. But when I think about textbook execution on what a point guard is supposed to do, I can't go any further, man, than Chris Paul or John Stockton. And I have to say John Stockton because, hey, he is the all-time assist record holder. That record still stands. Okay? But Chris Paul is such a floor general, man. I mean, every team he's gone on, man, he's brought them to the playoffs and done things and made them competitors. And now he's doing it with the Phoenix Suns, another team that was on the brink of making it to the playoffs, but they didn't do it last year. Right now, they are the number one team in the Western Conference at 6-2. I don't know if they're going to keep that momentum ahead of the Lakers and the Clippers, but they definitely going to make the playoffs this year. Also, the New Orleans Pelicans are hanging in there. You know, the Sacramento Kings, the Utah Jazz. You know, I feel like the Jazz and the Kings, eh, they're probably going to fall off because, you know, Dallas and Denver aren't in the playoffs. <gasps> oh. Ooh, sorry about that. You know, while they're not in the rankings right now, you know that can that is surely going to change at some point, man. They'll they will get they they will get there, and Houston is just gonna either trade James Harden or I hope he just thinks it up. That's what I would do if I was him. Just think it up. You know what I mean? Like make it hard for him. And if you and if you lower your own value, um, <laughs> that just messes it up for them. You know, I feel like it's not in a it's not in a franchise's interest to hold a player against his will because they're just gonna lose out in the long run. It's easy to sabotage your value. <laughs> so, and I don't I don't blame them for doing it. I really don't. You know, um, no one ever no one ever looks at this at the crummy stuff that franchises do to players. So. I don't see why they can't do the same. But yeah, I'm really impressed with the level of football I've seen and basketball that I've seen, man, um, just in the COVID era. It's been really impressive, man. And to jump back, man, you know, in the year 2020, um, if you guys aren't hip to it, there's a rap, uh, there's a rap. A sound man come out of Buffalo, New York, called Griselda. You know, led by front runners Conway and Benny the Butcher. I don't really. It's hard for me to tell you who's 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 the top gun there, man. I think they're a three headed monster, including 
the hype man, man, voice and mind, West Side Gun. And they've spurned so many other other guys, man. Um, shout out to 38 Special coming out of Rochester, New York with another great sound. Shane Noir, Armani Cash, Boldy James, man. They're like a modern day. They're like the next coming of Wu-Tang or something, man. I really love what they're doing. And you know what? Right now, um, Benny the Butcher, I saw, dropped a song for the Buffalo Bills. I said, you know what would be dope? Is if Griselda embraces, I'm sorry, if the Buffalo Bills embrace Griselda the way the Eagles embraced Meek, Meek Mill. Remember they got into that song, Nightmare Dreams and Nightmares, and won the Super Bowl? What if they get into Griselda and they do the same? I'm telling you, man, if you never listen to Griselda, you should. Um, I always start with Benny the Butcher and Conway. Um, great choices. You know, Benny the Butcher releases first. I think his first studio album because he's dropped a lot of like mixtapes and stuff. That's that's what that's what I appreciate about their sound. They're really independent. But yeah, guys, I don't want to talk to you too long this week because we will definitely be back. But I did want to keep my my promise, and I said I was gonna I was gonna uh, drop some new content for you guys. So happy New Year. Um, hold your head. I know I know a lot has happened over the last couple of days. You know, don't um don't don't blow your charge. Okay? Remember that um even Superman needed time to to recharge. Alright? So you do too. Alright. As a matter of fact, you know what? I do think I have one more thing I'm going to give for you guys. Some any of you guys got kids or anything like that? If you do, I'm going to um I got some advice, man. I want to I, I kind of want to give, you know, um give me one moment. Yeah, what's up, y'all? Yeah, I said I really wanted to leave you guys with just um, if you guys if you don't know, um, besides just talking shit on the internet, DJing, I also work as a school counselor. Okay, um, so yeah, man, I, I can't tell you my school and my my full name because I gotta you know protect myself professionally because you know I live in a country with a lot of fucking haters and people you know see you trying to have fun and shit like that, they're gonna find a run of reason to hate. You know what I mean? That's why I be kind of secret. You know, um, I got so many different social media accounts out there for that reason. <laughs> That's why people be thinking I'm trying to pull a scam on them. Now I'm not trying to pull a scam on you, bro. I just got to protect my identity because I got a lot of fucking haters out here, man. Speaking of haters, man, helping children cope with terrorism, you know. Um, domestic terrorism in this in this country is fueled by hate. All right. So the intense, the intentional acts of violence that hurt innocent people. That shit's frightening and upsetting. You know what I mean? Pisses me off. And you got to think, children and youth will look to adults for information and guidance on how to react. You know? They're looking for us to show them the way. Families and school personnel can all help children cope, first and foremost, by establishing a sense of safety and security. You know what I'm saying? They got to, they look for you and me to make sure that they're okay. 
it's going to be all right. <laughs> they want to hear those verbal prompts. They want to they want to know it's okay. All right. As information becomes available, adults can continue to help children work through their emotions and perhaps even use this process as a learning experience. I'm a firm believer whatever happens to you, if it don't kill you, it makes you stronger. And that as long as you learn, you never lose. Okay? So this is what adults can do to help children. All right? Because I love the kids. All right? Adults should learn to model calmness and control. All right? Children take their emotional cues from the significant adults in their lives. All right? Avoid appearing anxious or frightened. All right? You got to be, you have to be resolute. If you are resolute, your kids will be resolute too. But if you out here timid, weak, and worried, they will be just the same. All right? It's important that we reassure the children that they are safe and if and that it's true. All right? And so are the important adults and loved ones in their lives. That we're all going to be good. You know what I'm saying? We got to keep a positive mind frame. You know what I'm saying? You got to speak these things to existence. You know? Thoughts are powerful. They're like spells. You know what I'm saying? So if you out here thinking that bad things are going to happen, they really are. So you got to stop that. You know what I'm saying? We got to always be focused and believe it's going it's coming. Like the sun going to rise in the morning. Good times are coming. Okay? Remind the children that trustworthy people are in charge. As tough as that is for me to say. As tough as for that it seems. Especially when you see the bitch-ass police in D.C. That let these terrorists walk all over, the, all over our, our capital for the whole world to see. That white supremacy goes unchecked. I know. Despite that, it is true that there are trustworthy people that are in charge, all right? Explain that the emergency workers are out there helping. That besides the piece of shit, punk-ass cops that were there yesterday, there are really, there are real police out here that will do the right thing, all right? Firefighters, doctors, and there are people in the government who are helping, all right? They're helping the people who are hurt, you know, are taking advantage of to ensure that no further tragedies like this occur. All right. They will be indictments, you know, of the law will work. All right. We want to believe this and we want to instill this in minds in our children. OK. We also want to let the children know it's OK to feel upset. All right. I definitely like to, I definitely let people know that it's all right to feel upset. In fact, doing this podcast has been very therapeutic for me and helping me get out a lot of frustrated feelings. You know, and I'll be the first to admit that, you know, sometimes I do jump the gun. I do say some shit that maybe I shouldn't have said. But you know what? I was mad and I have the right to feel that way. And I'm and I'm all right with that, you know, and I acknowledge it and I keep it moving, you know, and we did. And I kind of like keep I keep keep it hunting with you. Tell kids the same way. You know what I'm saying? You got to let the children know. Talk your talk, B. You know what I'm saying? Talk about your feelings. Let them out. Let me know your perspective. Where you coming from with it, fam? I understand. You angry? It's all right. Angry is a feeling. You know what I'm saying? Fire like a like fire. It can be controlled and it can be used for warmth. All right. When it goes uncontrollable, it can be destructive. All right. And children, for you know, they're gonna need help and patience from adults to assist them in expressing their feelings inappropriately. And to be honest, a lot of you adults. You need help and patience, too, because you ain't used to ex- uh, expressing all your feelings. And that's why sometimes they can come out a little crazy. You know, I need help sometimes. You know, even I'm learning, always learning, always seeking knowledge. You know what I mean? So we can all give each, uh, give each other some grace. And one that's so important to me, tell the children the truth. 
You know, don't be telling them no BS. Don't try to pretend the event didn't occur or that it's not serious. Kids are smart. You know what I'm saying? And they'll be more worried if they think you lying to them. You know what I'm saying? Telling them something ain't happening. That's going to make it worse. Don't do that. At the same time, it's important to tell children that while the threat of terrorism is real, the chances that it's going to happen to them isn't going to be low. And make sure they know why. Because you are there to protect them. And you're not going to let nothing happen to them. That you love them. All right? Stick to the facts. Don't embellish or speculate. That's why I hate the media. They keep the 85% of this nation stupid. All they do is speculate, embellish the facts. You don't really don't even know what's really happening. You know what I mean? So don't do that. Don't do that to our children. You can't be like the media. I challenge you to be better. Tell them the facts, what happened. All right? And don't start speculating on what another fight could or could not happen. We, don't, we ain't got time for that. Let's talk about what did happen. That's all. We don't need no more speculation. All right? And don't dwell on the scale, the scope, or the tragedy, especially with young children. You know, you got to be poignant with them. Just boom, boom, and that's it. All right? If you want to linger and talk about it that bad, get a journal. All right? Or go on a Twitter rant. But don't do that to your kids. All right? Be careful not to stereotype people or countries that might be associated with the violence. All right? Because children can easily generalize negative statements and develop prejudice. That's actually how racism is contained in this country. You know? You guys always talk about how people that look like me... uh, Big, bad, and take advantage and all this blah, blah, blah. Now we got a bunch of stupid-ass white people walking around here believing this shit. You know what I mean? That's how it starts. Don't do that. Children can easily generalize negative statements and develop prejudice if they hear their parents doing it. Racism is passed down like slices of American pie, like recipes to make a sweet potato pie for Thanksgiving. That's right. You pass all this hate down. This shit is American-made. All the terrorism, hatred in the world, this shit is all... A benefit, a gift from this world, from America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. In the Middle East, all a lot of that shit happened when we went over there messing with them. They weren't doing that on their own. Okay? That was them fighting back, or trying to get people up off them. All right? And remember, talk about tolerance and justice versus vengeance. All right? Stop any bullying or teasing immediately. Okay? We got we to gotta cease the hate, you know? That's why even myself, man, at times I get quiet and I sit back because, you know, the hate can take me too. you know. I want to share a quote with you from Master Yoda. Master Yoda says, fear, anger, it's the path to the dark side because it consumes you, you know. You get so consumed with it that you just want revenge and you want to attack back. That anger, that frustration, it just, it's like a beautiful suit tailored for the dark side. You don't want to go to that. Stay away from it. Always try to be positive. And I know at times it's hard. I know it is. All right. And remember, keep your explanations development appropriate, especially if you're talking to early elementary kids. They need to breathe. Just keep it simple. All right. Balance it with reassurance that the daily structure of their lives is not going to be changed. You're talking to like the upper elementary, the middle school age, they're going to be a little bit more vocal. They'll be asking more questions about, you know, if they're truly safe, you know. And they may need assistance separating some things from reality, from fantasy. All right. When you're talking to upper middle school and high school kids, they're going to have strong opinions about the causes of violence and the threats 
and the safety of the schools and society. Okay, they will share concrete suggestions about how to make schools safer and how to prevent tragedy in society, and they'll be more committed to doing something to help the victims and affect the community. All right, for all children, encourage them to verbalize their thoughts and feelings and be a good listener. You know, don't cut them off, just no, let them talk, hear what they got to say. You know, that's another chip for you parents, man. A lot of you guys ain't ain't that smart as you think you are. You can learn. So take this opportunity as one to learn. Maintain your normal routines to the extent as possible, all right? Stick to normal classroom family routines and don't, but don't be inflexible, all right? Sometimes kids got a hard time, you know, concentrating on schoolwork, you know, or maybe getting sleep at night. You do too. You know, we want to monitor or restrict exposure to the scenes of the event as well. You know, like for me yesterday, man, I think I cut it off after an hour. I couldn't keep watching that all day. You know, that's why I looked at those photos at the earth beginning of this episode to kind of retrace what happened. You know, you, and I, I encourage you guys to do the same. Don't sit there and just drown yourself out looking at that, man. And observe the emotional states of your children as well as your friends and family, depending on their age. You know, children, you know, they may not express their concerns verbally. You know, changes in behavior, appetite, and sleep can also indicate a child's level of grief, anxiety, or discomfort. You know, some children will express their emotions differently. There's no right or way, there's no right or wrong way to feel or express fear or grief, you know. Just then, a police officer died of injuries suffered during it. Jesus, man. Alright, and be aware of children at greater risk, you know. Some children who may be connected to the event. They may have past traumatic experiences, you know, personal loss. Maybe they know someone that was hurt at a riot or something like that, you know. This could set them off. PTSD. You know. And provide an outlet for students to desire help. You know, consider making get well cards. I know for me, man, I use the um I use platforms so that my students can get in contact with me faster, man, to talk. You know? You can do something like that too. And make sure that you're available to keep lines of communication between home, family, and schools. You know, these are all places for kids to feel normal, man, and and teachers and, and you know their friends there, you know, give them that added support. And remember, guys, the last thing, monitor your own stress levels, all right? Don't ignore your own feelings of anxiety, grief, and anger. You know, talking to your friends, family members, religious leaders, or so be it, and mental health counselors can help. And it's okay to let your children know that you're sad, but that you believe things will get better. You'll be, you'll be better able to support your children if you can express your own emotions in a productive manner. Get appropriate sleep, nutrition, and and exercise. And remember, stay thinking good thoughts. All right, y'all. This is just the Hip Hop Professor. This is another episode of No Fucks Given. Yeah, I appreciate you all. To all my friends, you know, black, white, whatever color you are, man. If you and me, I'm with you. And if we stay united, who can stop us? Until tomorrow. Because no matter what, it's coming. Y'all be easy now. Peace.